Hi, and welcome to the Anika Apple Podcast. I'm so glad to have you back here with us this week. And for this week, our focus is on healing. I'm really excited to talk about healing because it is near and dear to my heart. It is absolutely core to my purpose. And part of how I approach healing is by helping people to see themselves. And then by virtue of them being able to see themselves, they are able to see and understand others. At the core of all of this is perspective. Through expanding perspective, we're able to help people to understand themselves, to see themselves in a light that's different than perhaps what they've grown up with or what they have been taught to see when they look in the mirror. And then of course, because we see ourselves differently, the way we show up in the world is different. And when we show up differently, our relationships are different. So by virtue of the healing that happens on the inside of us, we can, in a sense, change the world. I'm so excited about this work um, because there's so much opportunity for us to bring more love and light and joy and peace into the world. And it has to happen because we cannot live the lives that we were intended to without it. So this is certainly a big task, a big undertaking, but um, it is one that I am honored to walk next to those who are passionate as well about helping people to heal on this journey so that we can create the change, we can be catalysts for change, so that we get, we get to see the manifestation of the kind of life that we all desire, deserve, and expect. That said, this week's conversation is all about healing. And I want to, del to delve into the topic, but first I'd like to extend an invitation to you. About a month ago, I started a community called the Healing Crusade. And I'm excited about what we are doing in the Healing Crusade. First and foremost, the intent is to help people heal, to help them do the work, to dial in and check in on themselves, to identify areas where healing is required, and to give them the skills and tools and confidence to do that work, and to heal in community. I love that we have created a community of people who will stand with one another. And the amazing thing is that as you see other people going through their healing journey, you can gain inspiration from them, encouragement, you can see the examples. So healing in this way propels all of us forward. It's an encouragement to all of us to do our healing work because we recognize and we can see real time the impact that it has when others are involved. So the Healing Crusade was built off of the intent to heal individually and as a community. And what has happened over the few short weeks that we have been up and running is that there have been a multitude of miracles. It's really exciting to see that because I see what the potential is for the crusade as we continue to be bold in our beliefs and consideration, our expectation about what healing means in our lives. We also recognize that in addition to healing individually in the community, that when we heal, we begin to think differently about the systems and the ways that we move in the world. When we think differently, we can see possibilities, we begin to expect more possibilities. There is somewhat of a demand that's created when we decide that things should be different. And we do the healing work to create confidence in ourselves that what we believe to be true is. 
that healing that we do on the inside of ourselves shifts our expectations in the world and can help us to create the changes that are required for us to live what I deem as a remarkable life. So I want to invite you to check out The Healing Crusade. Not only is it a great place for you to navigate through healing, but it's a place for you to receive, to be poured into. It's a place for you to learn about yourself, to hear from the perspective of others. There's such huge benefit in understanding what other people are going through. It's interesting because as after 2020, we have found ourselves more separated than we have ever been. Part of that is what I'm going to talk about in the episode today. But because of that separation and disconnect, we are less checked in to what's going on in the lives of others than we were before we went through the experience of COVID. You might find that interesting because coming off of the heels of the, the, um, the beginning of COVID, we went through massive societal unrest. We saw it happen in the United States pretty significantly, but there was societal unrest in other countries as well. So worldwide, we saw so many societal dynamics at play. And while there was a significant uprising in people declaring that it was time for change, it's kind of quiet now. People have gone back into their lives. They've decided that things are okay. We must have created enough change for us to go back to the way things were. And with that said, the healing that we require has been stymied. So there's more work to do and without having to go through another massive situation like what we saw, we can make an active decision to change things. The Healing Crusade is just that. It's an opportunity for us to come together and to do our work so that healing becomes such a prominent thing that people desire it, people recognize that it's what's missing and they want the kind of life that comes from doing that work. And we begin to heal the mindsets of people because we share perspectives and people have an opportunity to learn together. So again, I want to invite you to take a look at the Healing Crusade. It's a great opportunity for you to do the work. And if you are someone who feels like I've been on my healing journey and I've been doing the work and I feel really good about where I am, then you should come too. Because part of what happens is that as we share our stories and strengths, People gain that energy and strength and confidence from hearing your story, from knowing what you were able to accomplish. And the beautiful part about it is when you've been doing healing work, like I've been doing healing work, you recognize that as much as you might feel like, okay, I got this one checked, there's another layer to that thing. It's the beauty of what we experience that you continue to go through your healing journey and there's more revealed. And for those just starting out in your healing journey who are like, I don't know, Here's what I would tell you. It's the best thing that you can do. And that even when you get to the points where it's like, okay, I need to look at this again. You will find that because you've been doing the work, you're like, all right, bring it on. You're fired up because you are now driven to see what's going on on the inside of you because you want to know yourself so much better than what you ever have in the past. So the link and information for the Healing Crusade is in the show notes. And I encourage you to come check it out. It is truly a great place. We, we've been having a great experience thus far. We do a weekly challenge every week. We have affirmations. 
we have a weekly pump-up session and then depending on the tiers of membership there are some other sessions where I go deeper in teaching about healing and helping people to explore their experiences. We do some really cool things in, in the community as well. Um, one of the things that I do once a month at our prestige level is an Ask Anika Anything session. We call it A3. And in that session, I go deep on all anything that the community wants to ask, which is pretty amazing. Um, it's kind of interesting because, you know, when as I think about the prophetic ability that um, is a part of, of who I am, is, is who I am, um, I'm like, are you really sure you want it to be anything that people want to ask? And the answer is yes. So as long as it is something that God wants to reveal, there it is. So there's lots of great opportunity um, to join a great community and then to learn more about yourself. And I hope that you will consider doing your healing work. And listen, if the healing crusade's not for you, that's fine, but do your healing work. It is so important. It has an impact on the quality of your life, on the longevity of your life, in the relationships that you have, it shows up in work, it shows up in play, it shows up in your family, it shows up in your own prayer time and the way you think about things and your ability to really stand boldly and firmly in faith. Healing is required. So do your work. So what I want to talk about today, I'm dovetailing into um, our conversation. I want to go back to the point that I just raised a few minutes ago about the, the disconnect that we have as humanity. You might think, well, it's just kind of par for the course, but it certainly is not. We are meant to be connected. We are one community. As a matter of fact, there is um, a work that I've been doing and, um, you know, hopefully I, it will be out and in your hands by the end of the year. But one of the things I talk about is the way that we are all connected. And in this connection that we have to one another, it is virtually impossible for anyone to truly have all of what is available to them when there are people tapped into the collective from an unhealed place. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't enjoy a good life. Certainly, you do your healing work. You focus on the things that are important, the priorities to you. You find your path to purpose. Like, you are definitely going to live a great life. It's just that the connectivity, like, if you could imagine a drain on the energy that is there constantly, that's exacerbated by however many people are pulling against that energy and momentum that you have, it is, it is so much more significant the more that people are unwilling to focus in and do their healing work. If you think about um, a company or an organization that you have been a part of where there's been a portion of the team that has been really fired up and focused on vision and purpose, like they're like ready to go. But the large majority is kind of in that standoffish like, uh, mm -mm, I'm not doing it. I'm not in. I, I don't. I'm going to watch y'all, I'm going to see what you do, and then I'll make a determination about whether or not this is what I want. If you've ever experienced that, then you know exactly what I mean, that energetic pull. And for as much rigor as you might have, as much energy as might be present in the group who's like, yes, we're doing this, as much vision that may be cast, it's still hard to keep that momentum when there is that constant pull backwards. That's what's going on in society today. You want to know why we can't seem to keep momentum when we're trying to create change? That's why. 
And what we need to do is get to a place where we are shift, shifting the pendulum some. Where the scales are turning in the favor of healing. And we will get there. We will start to feel the effects of it the more people who we get focused on doing their healing work. And the cool thing about it is different than in, in many of the ways that we do things in community where it's like put aside your own feelings, your own desires and focus on the whole. The beautiful thing about healing is it says go focus on you. Go focus on what's happening on the inside of you. Don't do it for me. Do it for you. And by virtue of doing your work for you, you're going to have an impact on the whole. That's the beauty of what happens in this healing work. That's the beauty of what happens in this healing work is that because you are focused on you and you make your own changes and adjustments and shifts, you show up in the world differently and you bring an, a different energy to what happens in community. That's why healing is so important. That's why there is a big impact on community. That's why it's required. So let's talk a little bit about what it means to you to heal as an individual. First and foremost, when I look at healing, I look at the spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical aspects of healing. And they're all connected. And it's interesting because you're like, all of them are connected. So when I have the physical manifestation of something happening in my body, I might find that the roots of it are in something spiritual or emotional or mental. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, think about stress for a moment. Stress can be physical. If I'm lifting a dumbbell and that weight is really heavy, right? Then I can see the physical nature of it. It's putting stress on the muscle. And we know that to be a good thing, right? Because at the right levels, it's helping me to build muscle. Well, on the inside of us, when we are experiencing stress from situations, it depends on how much, what quantity, and how frequent. Because if I am stressed all of the time to a place where I feel overwhelmed, where I'm maybe unable to move or progress and make change, then that stress is going to begin to show up as physical symptoms in terms of illness. Emotionally, stress can be a good thing. Like when you wake up in the morning and your alarm is going off, there's a bit of stress and it's like, hey, it's time for you to get up and out of bed but it's when it's an overwhelming amount in mass quantities. And particularly there's all of this information about the limbic system and things like that, like that you can understand how it then shows up in your physical body. There's also things that are spiritual in nature that require healing for us. There are things that are embedded in your identity that require healing. I was talking to my therapist a couple weeks ago and she said to me that she had never experienced anyone who had trauma in their young, um, in their, in their youth, in their youngest of ages, like elementary and, um, you know, from when, from truly when they were small children, she'd never experienced that when people were young, very young, and they experienced trauma,
I was talking to my therapist a couple weeks ago and she said that in, in her experience, every young person, like really from toddler and up, when they had experienced significant trauma as a child, that she experienced that there was always an issue with identity, a concern, an issue, something that they were navigating. And when you think about identity, identity spans so many different things. For me in particular, worthiness is one of the things that, that was really, really prevalent in my searching for identity. Worthiness as a concern showed up for me in people pleasing. It showed up for me um, in ways where I lacked self-confidence in certain circumstances. Um, identity showed up for me in not really fully understanding and grasping who I was, even having a difficult time believing it, even as a prophet, when I was very clear about God, what God was saying to me about who I was. And of course, as someone who experienced childhood trauma, um, there was, is, is an obvious recognition of that connectivity. So there's some work that has to be done on the inside of us to heal. And a lot of times the most difficult part of it is that we don't want to see ourselves. When we decide that we will do the work to really explore what's going on on the inside of us to see ourselves, everything changes. I talked about the connectivity to one another before, and I would tell you that when we can see ourselves, we have grace and empathy for what we have been through, why we are where we are, why we, why we behave in some of the ways that we do, when we can just simply see it, I'm not even saying fix it or heal it or change it. When we can simply see it, we bring a different level of empathy into the world. We begin to see people in a way that's different. I would say to you that we look at people without the air of judgment attached because a lot of times, even though we say we're not judging, that's exactly what we do. In the workplaces, in our community, in organizations, in the way that systems happen, there are judgments placed on people all the time. And a lot of the times you hear judgment placed on people that is not the same level of scrutiny that people use for themselves. I find it interesting that there are so many people who have created judgments on people in situations that very much mirror some of the things that they struggle with themselves. And it's interesting, there's philosophies about self-loathing and things like that that you can read that are really, really clear with why some of that can come to be. I believe it's a little bit deeper than always knowing and seeing those things about yourself and not liking it on the surface. It's there's a recognition of something that you don't like and you don't even realize is mirrored from you. You don't see yourself well enough to even know that that's something that you might be struggling with or suffering from. And so it's until we do the work to really see ourselves that these things start to become more clear. And when we do that, we can have grace for ourselves and then offer that grace to other people. And it matters because our ability to be a part of community active and prominent and to provide the kind of care and consideration to others is so critical. 
There's nowhere that you can go in the world where you never interact with another person. Even if you lived on a remote island, unless you were able to grow all of your food, care for yourself medically, all of those things, that you would never need to have any kind of contact with people. Even if the contact was, was through technological means. So we are never fully without the presence or interaction with other people. And the more that we interact, the more of the things that are unhealed on the inside of us that they show up. A few years back, um, I, I had shared with some of the people that I'm close to, I said, people are imploding. And they're like, what do you mean by that? And I said, watch, they're imploding. We are going to see a season where people are going through so much that it's like they can't even control themselves. And then I am sure even as I say this to you, you can think back about some of the things that you've seen happen and play out in the media over the last couple of years where people in fact did that, where it's like what happened to the sanity with which they led their lives. And you hear from their friends and family and they're like, we didn't, we never expected that from this person. We don't know what happened. What, you know, where did things go wrong? Why was this situation that seemed so simple? Did it become this huge thing? Because people are imploding. And why are people going through that? Simply because they're unhealed conditions, but they don't see themselves. And in not seeing themselves means the patience that they have for other people is smaller. The other thing that's happening right now that is really significant is that people are looking at each other for differences. Okay, now I know you're like, wait a minute, hasn't that been an issue? It has. But the level with which we do that is very different now than what it was before. We found a lot more common ground in the past. If you live in the United States like I do, you might immediately think, okay, there tends to be some gender issues, there tend to be racial issues, um, there are typically religious issues, um, but maybe those are the core of things that you think about right away. And then the next layer down, there's, there's some more things, and then maybe the next layer down. But we are many, many, many layers deep in this thing. You know, you can have a person look at someone and say, well, you look like me and you sound like me. You came from the same region of the country. You're the same nationality. You're around the same height. You like the same things, but you have a difference of opinion politically than I do. You have a difference of opinion about this particular social policy than I do. People are, are coming to a place where they don't know who the real adversary is. And so now it's like everyone is considered to be a threat to their way of life, to the way they see and perceive justice, to the way they understand things. Everyone is, sits in that place. And as everyone sits in that place, there is this inherent challenge of people thinking, believing that somehow they're under attack. Somehow someone's out to get them. Somehow someone wants something that someone wants something bad to happen to them. They want their experiences to not be good. And that's not necessarily true. But because we have lost this sense of commonality, common ground, we begin to see things from a distorted viewpoint. And without the frame of reference that says I can see myself clearly, 
I don't really have a good vantage point to start from. You see, your perspective is about you. It's your experiences. It's, it's, the, it's the posture with which you stand at when you are looking at the world. It's informed by what you've gone through and what you've learned, what you know. It's impacted by what you feed yourself with. And so if all of those things are similar, similar, similar all the time, your perspective is not growing. You're reinforcing whatever the belief system already is. And in this day and age, you have to seek out knowledge that's different than what you may believe because what is fed to you through the algorithms is similarity. You believe XYZ, you liked this, let me show you more of this. So inherently, even though we tend to look back at the generations before us as ones that didn't have as much diversity of mindset or perhaps were not as inclusive as what we believe we are today, but yet our thought patterns are being led by the information that we receive. And because we've not done the work to heal, we're not able to identify ourselves in the litany of all of that information. We're not able to see, oh, my bias might be because my belief system is X and because that's all that I'm taking in all the time and because all of the people in my circle have the same experiences, grew up in the same place, etc., so forth. I'm not able to get myself to a place where I have a broadened perspective. People like to talk about tolerance a lot, but it's more than tolerance. If I think about my beliefs from a spiritual standpoint, we're called to love. And love means an acceptance of things, even when you don't agree. Love doesn't require you to change something to agreement in order to have it. You can have love for someone and simply not agree. In the state that we're in today, because of all the unhealed conditions that exist internally, that exist in our community, that, are, that exist in our societal norms, it makes it incredibly difficult to lead with love. And what it takes for you to be able to do that is a decision that there is something that is so much more important that is required from us as we support one another in humanity. We cannot gain understanding without first allowing there to be the possibility that maybe what we hold to be true is not totally and fully inherently correct. Meaning there's space for possibilities that something else could be true. And when we create space for that, then we can begin to hear and see and respect differences between people. And what is the, the core of all of this? Doing your healing work. Healing is required because we are growing a generation of people who are seeing the behaviors of those who are older than them. And what's happening right now is so pervasive that it stands to really tamper with the trajectory that they came here with intending to deliver into the world. We have to take note at the fact that our unhealed conditions are going to continue to impact the generation to come if we don't do the work. 
I'll share this example with you before I close. I mentioned earlier in the broadcast that I am someone who suffered a trauma as a child. And what I will tell you about that is one of the biggest pieces attached to this experience is that there was this unhealedness in the people who were present who had discomfort with letting down the facade. In the way that they were raised, that everything was okay, like to keep what was happening in the house or inside the family, to keep that quiet, that's what they did. And that's what they learned to do. And I'm sure that if I were to pull down and go through all of the history, there would be more of experiences that people had, perhaps not the same as mine, but things that encouraged them to be quiet and to hold things dear. Because of that, the response to what happened to me did not serve me in the way that it could have. It didn't create the kind of support that I deserved or desired. We stand in, in the place that because of the healing choices that we make to heal or not, that we will respond in a way based on our perspective that then has an impact on other people. Had there been healing work done to heal some of those areas, perhaps the response would have been one of support and nurturing. In the workplace, the same thing shows up all of the time. We see people who, are, who fight really hard to get to the levels of elevation they need to in the organization. And then rather than looking at opportunities to mentor and develop others, they look upon them to say, you need to do the same thing. I did it. How many times have you experienced someone saying, well, it happened to me. So therefore, that's, that's an excuse that it happens to the generation to follow. But that's not the way it's intended to be. It doesn't have to be. In every place that I, that I had the pleasure of working, I always took into work the desire to leave it better than I found it. That was a choice. There was a healing that happened to say, even though I withstood these things, I know I can be the person who desires and creates that change. Where do you think that came from? From the experience that I had as a child, where I did not feel advocated for, by, by not by all, but by many. And so in turn, the love of advocacy for others has been one of the driving forces in my life. Fortunately, it aligns with my purpose. But I saw that and I felt it. And it did something on the inside of me. And as I've healed that space, I show up brilliantly to advocate for others. That's what healing will do for us. And although I'm one person with this one example, and there are so many others I could share, I can tell you that I've created so many pathways to healing for others because of my experience. But had I not done the healing work and continued to do it over the years, then perhaps I wouldn't be in a place 
where I'm even speaking to you right now and sharing this part of my story. Because I had the opportunity and I took the reins to ensure that I did the healing work, I'm able to show up in society as someone who can be a catalyst for change, an advocate for others, and a source of light and love. You too have the same ability. And if you've listened to the podcast for the last couple of episodes, episodes two and three in particular, then you know there's much work to be done in our communities, our companies, our marketplace, and also in our lives as leaders. It's so interesting. We love the role of calling ourselves leaders, but then we don't wanna do the work to lead. The work to lead requires that you heal. It requires that you address the things on the inside of you. If you take another workplace example, every year you have a performance review. Why? So that you can see how you did versus your expectations. Where's your version of that in your own personal life? Are you looking at yourself? Are you seeing who you are? Are you taking a listen to what your heart says? How's your heart? Because when you do the work, when you lean in and you do what needs to be done to take care of yourself and to heal, you will be positioned well to be a part of the change that we require to live the life that we desire. I thank you for listening to this episode today, all about healing because it is required. And again, I want to encourage you, if you've not subscribed, to make sure you do so so you don't miss out. You know, our next episode will be the Divine Guidance for October, and you definitely want to hear the update for what's happening in this month. I also want to encourage you to um, make sure that you turn on the, the post notifications so that you don't miss the episodes. And I would love it if you would leave me some feedback about what you thought about the episode. I invite your feedback, whether it is favorable or if you have a difference of opinion because perspective matters. So share your thoughts. Lastly, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, the Healing Crusade is open up and running and we are a place for you. We have a spot for you if you desire to do your healing work with us and we'd love to have you on board. The link to join is, is below. And you can explore my website at anikaapple.com for more information. Thanks for joining me this week, and I look forward to seeing you soon. As always, peace and blessings.